0: hey guys it's cs joseph with csjoseph.life doing another episode on uh explaining the uh uh, the different behaviors of the temperaments as well as explaining the different behaviors of the interaction styles according to dr linda behrens we're doing this to help people figure out how to uh, better use the type grid for typing themselves and others which That's why this lecture series will be added to that playlist, How to Type Yourself and Others, which I recommend you do, (laughs) which means it'll probably be 18 lectures long. Uh, And then this also will have its own playlist. Uh, Before I begin on uh, tonight's lecture, which is season 15, episode three, uh, before I do that, I just wanna remind you all that we are doing a giveaway. If you want a copy of uh, Dr. Robert Glover's book, No More Mr. Nice Guy, which I think everyone and their mother should read, uh, just subscribe to the channel here on YouTube, leave a like and a comment, and uh, you'll be entered to win. The next time that I will be doing a whiteboard lecture, the name of the winner will be written on the whiteboard and I will announce it as well. So just something for you to be aware of as, as we continue to grow this channel. And uh, yeah, so that's this round for this giveaway. And then we're gonna have other giveaways coming up as well, including a free coaching session uh, with me in the uh, very near future. So anyway, uh, we've been talking about uh, informative versus direct. That was yesterday's lecture and uh, today's lecture. Although, yes, I'm sure someone's noticing that, you know, I'm wearing the same shirt as yesterday. Actually, I own many of the same shirt because I'm an ENTP. I mean, sue me, I wear the same thing every day just like Steve Jobs, right? So if I like something, I just buy many of it and then wear many of it because it's convenient for me and I don't have to do that as much, but every now and then an ESTJ or an ESFJ would catch me doing that and then give me a bunch of crap about it and then I'll start doing that less. What can I say? So so uh, today we're gonna be discussing uh, the difference between initiating versus responding What does that mean? What does it mean to be initiating versus responding? This is particularly important. I mean, in as much as uh, informative versus direct is important, but also uh, it's really important to understand the difference between initiating versus responding. So why? Well, from an interaction style standpoint, from uh, the perspective of Dr. Linda Behrens, uh, you need to understand if a type is initiating or responding. And this allows you to determine whether or not somebody is, a structure type, AKA in charge, or someone is get things going, AKA starter, or if someone is chart the course, also known as a finisher, or if they're background slash behind the scenes type, right? How is that possible? How How does that make sense? It's because the starters and the structure types at the top, they're extroverts. They're also initiating because they're extroverts. And the introverts are the uh, responding types, which are the finishers and the background, also known as behind the scenes types. I know there's like tons of different terminology with all this, but kind of have to uh, say it because there's so many different interpretations, mostly because people are trying to like not get sued. So then they try to relabel everything because they're afraid of getting sued, right? Well. Luckily, someone like me as an autodidact can spend time reading about all this crap and then I'm just like, yeah, this person said this and they get credit for it instead of me just trying to take credit for everything like a jackass, right? Anyway, that's not the point, neither here nor there. Initiating versus responding. So it really is the difference between introversion and extroversion, uh, quite frankly, but we'll also look at a specific example. But let's talk about introversion versus extroversion. What is introversion? Introversion is when an individual requires solitude to recharge their mental energy, right? Extroversion is when someone requires being around fellow human beings, uh, preferably more than two human beings at time to gather their mental energy and recharge their batteries, their mental batteries, basically. So that's the loose definition of introversion versus extroversion. And I don't say extroversion, I say extraversion because that's the original term coined by uh, Carl Jung. That was the original term. And I don't care about how the dictionary or Webster or whoever decided that it should be extroversion. I really don't care and I don't give a damn. What I do care about is trying to be as accurate as possible to the original Jungian way of doing it, which is why I say extraversion, because his point was is that people need something a little bit extra, right? And the extra thing that they need is, other human beings being around them, interacting with fellow human beings, preferably in a group setting, so that they can gain their mind can gain the mental energy that they need in order to stay productive, in order for them to continue to continue on what they're doing, for them not to be depressed, for example. It's because they need to be around fellow human beings, right? which is kind of interesting because I'm an ENTP and I'm like the, the most introverted of all of the extroverted types because I have an ISFJ subconscious, which means I can be pretty behind the scenes sometimes. And even in a social situation, until someone makes me feel comfortable in said social situation, unless I'm the one putting on said social situation, I'm usually actually very behind the scenes in those social situations, even though at the same time, hypocritically speaking, my mind is also gaining mental energy from that situation. It's really weird how that works. So anyway, the point is is that there's a lot of different dichotomies and macrocosms and microcosms when it comes to the 16 types and the cognitive functions. So thank God we have Linda Behrens who talks about the interaction styles and her interpretation of the temperaments because it's way closer to the original temperament creator which is the, uh, um, like it's Plato. I mean, I don't care for curiosity and we all know that, right? So Plato, Plato's approach to the temperaments. But we're not talking about temperaments today, we're talking about interaction styles. So in, uh, initiating versus responding. So an introvert requires solitude to gain mental energy. And you see this all the time. Like when you see an INTP, a woman go to church, for example, with their family, and then they just need to be left alone to play games on their phone in a corner, right? They're gaining mental energy because they're just so burned out from the church experience, or they leave early from church, for example, or whatever group setting that it is. It's because they're introverted, right? And they need to be able to have that solitude in order for them to have that mental energy in their life, right? So. But another way of looking at introversion versus extroversion is that introversion is, uh, still counts in certain situations. If you're by yourself, it's an introverted situation. If you are by yourself plus one human being, that's still technically an introverted situation. It's when you get three or more, AKA three a crowd, two to tango. In a two to tango situation, it's technically still an introverted situation. And the way that uh, a person's mind uh, is gaining, you know, uh, an introvert can still gain, mental energy in a one-on-one situation, but they can't do it in a -a threes-a-crowd situation. Conversely, even an extrovert, when they're in a one-on-one situation, their mind is still liable for losing energy and they need to go extrovert and be with a group of people. Now, it just also depends on how well-developed their other introverted sides their mind is because for a while that can sustain them, one-on-one interaction. It's just that they're not drained as quickly because at least there's at least one human being that they're around, right? But it still can be very draining to them. So just remember that's a a way to classify extroversion versus introversion because extroversion is three's a crowd, two to tango or less, one person solely, that counts as introversion. So both, um, so that's just another way to understand it. And the final way of understanding introversion versus extroversion is being initiating versus responding, which is the actual metric that we're utilizing in understanding and using the type grid for typing yourself or other people, right? This is important. And being initiating with somebody means that you're gonna go up to someone, you're going to initiate a conversation with them. Maybe it's because you want to know something. Maybe you're missing some information and whatnot. Maybe uh, like, Maybe you're just trying to find out some information. Maybe, uh, maybe they know something. Maybe you're lost or whatever. But you're not afraid or not concerned about it. You're just or you're not going to rely on signs. It's more useful to you to just go up to somebody and ask them for directions, right? If we're going to be using the the example for directions, an introvert sometimes. <laughs> They're 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 in a place they've never been before. It would be more useful to them if there was like you know signs, and they're hoping secretly inside of themselves. Oh, I sure hope there's a sign that tells me where I can go, so I don't have to in, uh, initiate with somebody, right? <laughs> it's kind of interesting how that works. Well, that's that's actually pretty normal. That's actually pretty normal for introverts to do that in that situation of trying to find directions. But but an initiator, an extrovert, that's, that's not gonna bother them. They're going to initiate with a complete stranger and get the information they need. Now that's not to say that introverts are not going to initiate with a complete stranger, but it's outside their comfort zone, right? They'll do what needs to be done just as much as any human being would do what needs to be done. But at the end of the day, it still causes their mind more stress to initiate. Because they're using their subconscious or their unconscious to initiate in that situation, not their ego. Remember, a person's ego is where they are. You know, most of all. So let's 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 take an actual practical example of what it is to be responding. Let's um, let's talk about INTJs, right? So INTJs, they are introverted. I have an INTJ friend. He would get so butt hurt or upset if I never like kept him in the loop about things and. If he, he, he's always looking for, you know, whether or not, you know, I told him information as soon as I knew, right? Or if I took a long time to tell him things because he's always expecting me to inform him of things and keep him up to speed, right? Because he's responding and, he wants to know that I think highly enough of him, and and that he is important enough to me that I would at least keep him informed about new developments or things that are happening, so that you know he doesn't feel left out. Because SE users, they don't like feeling left out, especially you know when you're in a friendship situation, and the INJ is like, hey, don't leave me out. I don't want to miss this opportunity or miss this experience that you're going to have. Keep me informed, let me know about it so that I understand everything there is to know about it, etc. And like, okay, yeah, sure. That makes sense. But they're being responding because the INTJ prefers me to basically go to them and give them the information that they need to keep them informed, right? An extrovert, however, if he was an ENTJ, and he wanted to know what was going on, he just straight up open up a conversation with me in discord or call me and just be like, hey, what do you know about this? And then I'd tell them. And then I'm put in the situation of the responder, right? In that situation, I would respond with my INTJ uh, unconscious, also known as the shadow, or I would respond with my ISFJ subconscious. And then through responding, the ENTJ would become informed in that situation. And they're not afraid to initiate with me or take the initiative in that regard, right? So do you guys see the difference? People prefer to interact. Now it's not to say that introverts can't initiate, it's just that they prefer to respond. It's not to say that extroverts can't respond, it's just that they prefer to initiate. It's primary versus secondary, right? So if you're trying to classify someone, you classify them by their ego, right? When you're looking at the type grid, you're looking at them from the perspective of the ego, okay, because just treat all of those things in the type grid as egos and you're trying to identify their ego, which means that's where they're mentally are, primarily speaking. Majority of the time, say 70% of the time during a day, that's very arbitrary, but I'm just using it as an example, right? Of course, more integrated the person, the less they'd be in their ego and more comfortable in their subconscious or unconscious, maybe even potentially a super ego for super integrated people, super mature, super wise people, but uh, those are very rare, right? But Initiating is very, it's very interesting. They take the initiative, whereas the responding, they're able to take the initiative sometimes, but they prefer to respond. Like take take a going back to the INTJ, when they're working on a class project and there's a class team, you know, they prefer their teammates to keep them informed about happenings with their project and what and what's going on with the project for, uh, for their for their school. Maybe it's their capstone project, or final project they would generally expect that their teammates would keep them informed and they would get mad if their teammates started making decisions without involving them because they've taken the INTJs opportunity to respond away and they feel very disrespected by that. And that is a problem, right? Because it's like, whoa, why did you all make this decision without me? Or you're like, so disrespecting me right now. I'm obviously not important here. You know what I mean? But if he was an ENTJ, it wouldn't matter. He'd just be like, hey, what what decisions are you making? Like constantly making sure that the ENTJ is in the loop instead of hoping or expecting other people to loop them in, right? That's the difference between initiating and responding. And if you are initiating, you're an extrovert. If you are responding, you're an introvert. So you can look at it either way. If you don't know if they're initiating or responding, see if they are obviously introverted or extroverted. If you don't know if they're introverted or extroverted, see if they're initiating or responding. Either way, you will get the answer. Either way, you will find out. And here's the best part. Once you identify they're initiating, you've just eliminated half of the types. You've you've eliminated finishers and background. Okay, this guy's initiating. That means he's either structure or he is starter. So you have eight types to work with. And we talked about direct versus informative yesterday and say for the sake of this example, oh, wow, he's direct, okay? Now we know he's direct. So then we've just eliminated four more types. So we know that he's direct and we know he's initiating. So he's automatically a structure type, right? So because he's a structure type, he's either an ESTJ, an ESTP, an ENTJ, or an ENFJ, right? One of those four types. And then after that, you just have to identify his temperament and you know exactly which one of those four types he is. So for the sake of this example, we know he's an NT because he's an ENTJ. So ENTJ is the answer, right? But we'll talk more in a couple lectures deeper in this particular lecture series as to how to tell the difference, you know, between NF, NT, SP or SJ for the temperament. There are specific additional dimensions and tools that you can use to determine that. But for the sake of this lecture, we're just focusing on initiating versus responding. So a lot of it can be said about comfort level. You know, Some people just prefer to interact with other human beings. And again, it's just all preference. This is all preference. Interaction styles, as much as temperaments, is all about preference. And it's like, okay, do you prefer to initiate? Do you prefer to respond? Doesn't mean that you can't initiate. Doesn't mean that you can't respond. It's just what you prefer to do. That's the difference. That's literally the difference. It's all about preference, right? You know, like I'm right-handed, so I prefer to use my right hand, even though technically I'm not. I'm actually left-handed. Although I do a lot of things with my right hand, so I'm not ambidextrous. I'm like the other one where I can use, like each hand has its own, you know, assigned task that it does. Okay, yes, nice INTJs right now are snickering when I said that, great guys, real mature, right? (laughs) Anyway, so with that being said, initiating versus responding. Initiating means you're an extrovert. Responding means you're an introvert. You know, it's uh, making sure that you're looped in. That's initiating. Uh, Hoping that others or make, or hoping that you, others loop you in instead of you making sure that you're looped in. Primarily speaking, then you're responding because you would rather have people come to you instead of you going to other people. Right? It's a difference between desiring to ask a human being for directions, you know, talking to one of the locals or the natives about, "Hey, where can I find this thing?" versus uh, hoping that there's a road sign that you could read so you could figure it out on your own without having to initiate with somebody you don't know. Right? That's the difference between initiating versus responding. So anyway, that finishes up this uh, lecture, season 15, episode three, uh, for uh, the behaviors of interaction styles versus temperaments. If you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, insightful, and however many other adjectives we could shove into that, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and also on the podcast. If you have any questions about any of this material, leave in the comments section, and I'll do my best to answer and also leave a like because I like likes, likes are dope. They are the dopest. Also, if you have not joined the discord server yet, join the discord server, we'll be doing live Q and A. And I've been actually pretty active on it, answering questions uh, pretty well recently. So that's kind of cool to see that the community is growing. We're about to break 300 people in the community, which is awesome. The discord community that is and uh, <clears throat> I'll actually be doing probably some giveaways as well during uh, the actual Q&A sessions through the Discord. So if you wanna get in on that, definitely get on the Discord. And uh, if you haven't joined our meetup group because you're in the Bay Area or want to be in the Bay Area meetup group, also join that too. Both links to the meetup and the Discord are in the description of this lecture. So. Awesome. And don't forget our giveaway. Remember, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, leave a like. You'll be automatically entered in for this round of the giveaway, which is uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy by Dr. Robert Glover. And then eventually we're probably going to be giving away a bunch of Linda Barron's books as well. So, awesome. (sighs) Got a big day ahead of me tomorrow, so I don't know if I'll be back tomorrow night or not. But uh, if I am, great. So, I'll see you then.